Okay, every virtual and homeschool mom is standing at the beginning of the 2020 to 2021 school year wondering what the heck is about to happen. It is our first real distance learning experience. So it's really scary. I don't know about you, but for me, it's really scary to think that I have any control over my child's education whatsoever. I'm used to just kind of sending them off and showing up for conferences. And now all of a sudden, I play a huge role in setting a productive learning environment for my children, and so do you. So today, I'm going to teach you about one tip that you can use to create a learning environment that supports and enhances your child's productivity, performance, and focus during virtual learning. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Rockstar Podcast. I am your host, Christina Sharetta. I'm a wife, a mom, and the CEO of Rockstar Real Estate and Media Group. Over the last 21 years, I have built my life and business around women, kids, families, and homes. I use my years of experience as a realtor, a dance teacher, a kids pastor, and a personal growth junkie to bring you fresh insights, tips, and inspiration about parenting, living your best life, and all things home. Welcome to the Rockstar Podcast. blog, I wrote about creating a productive learning space in your home. And without a doubt, the most critical tip that I gave had to do with lighting. Now, I don't know if you know this, but lighting dramatically affects not just a space. It doesn't just change a vibe, although it certainly does do that but it also profoundly affects our mood, our focus, our productivity, our energy level, our ability to retain information. Improper lighting can absolutely, without a doubt, be detrimental to learning and work. In fact, they say that dim lighting causes the eyes to be strained and can cause things like headaches and migraines. But above that, it also causes things like depression. I mean, think about how you feel in after the new year. You know, we don't, it's not precious. Like before Christmas, we're like, you know, it's so nostalgic. We've got the snow and the Christmas, you know, decor and it, it feels really sweet. Um, but when that all passes, how do we feel? Take yourself back to like, I don't know, mid-January or February or March. I mean, literally, how many of you deal with winter depression? There's a reason for that. It has to do with the lighting in the sky. So our bodies are on this rhythm that moves and grooves with the sun. So when there is a lot of sunlight kind of, you know, out in the ether, we feel happy. I don't know about you. I for sure am 
a very right-brained, frontal right-brained person, and at some point, I'm going to get into what all that means. But essentially, I run, I operate on feeling and intuition and, you know, those sorts of things, and not always at a, a ton of logic. But that being said, I'm really sensitive to the amount of sun in the sky. So, I can tell you that my productivity is directly related to the amount of sun outside. Um, You know, in my job, I am doing a lot of work all the time. And I'm constantly testing different theories to see if it's increasing my productivity, if it's decreasing, if it's distracting me, if it's bringing me down, things like that. And light, absolutely, if I do not have the right kind of lighting, it really, really takes a toll on my level of positivity or depression. But it also affects your energy levels. Because again, remember, our, if our bodies are mo- if our bodies are moving with the sun, then when the sun comes up, we have energy, and when the sun goes down, we go to bed. So that being said, inadequate lighting can really cause us to feel sluggish and tired, and just not put us in a great mindset for learning. So. It does have a purpose. So for instance, I want to share this with you. When I was in elementary school, I do remember, you know, we would come in from recess and if, you know, the class was really up in arms, you know, the teacher would turn the light off and she would say, okay, I need you to calm down. And that really served a great purpose to bring us down and calm us down and get us ready to learn. Now, however, if we had stayed in a dark room all day long, that really wouldn't give us the energy or the environment that we need to succeed as students. And so what I'm going to do today is give you, you know, five quick tips that you can use and they're super easy to be able to cultivate a great learning space for your child right inside of your home just using natural light and some quick hacks. So let's jump right on in to tip number one. Tip number one is if at all possible, create your distance learning space in the brightest room in your home. But hang tight with me for one second. I need you to study your space first. And what I mean by that is that I want you to take a look at where the sun pours into your home at what times of day. So for instance, the back of my home gets a ton of sunlight pretty much all day. Because of the way that the direction in which my home is facing, I happen to get a ton of natural light on the back of my house from the morning until the afternoon. Now, obviously, there might be other places, you know, if you come to my house, let's say at four o'clock, the front of my house gets completely lit up like the 4th of July. And the vibe gets, you know, darker in the back of the house and it gets way brighter in the front of my house. But my kids aren't learning at four o'clock in the afternoon. My kids are learning from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. And so I wanna look and see if I can find the light that pours into my home during those hours. It's the easiest thing that you can do. Just go ahead and find the space that has the most light in your home. Tip number two is to remove dark or heavy window treatments and y'all, never let the drapes cover the window and block the light. You have 
a free source of energy that is knocking on your window every single day. And when you hang, you know, close your blinds and you hang heavy drapes in front of it and, you know, even the sheer, you hang anything in front of those windows, you're essentially taking that light and saying, excuse me, I don't need that free energy source. Please go away. And while that is really great for maybe, you know, a time that you want to calm down like at night, I'm going to give it to you. If you're a super private person, you go ahead and close those babies at night. But during the day, if you're drinking a pot of coffee and yet you're sitting in a home that has window treatments just covering all of the natural free energy that is healthy um, in your home, this is an easy way to just reverse it. Simply go over to your windows and open the window treatments. I cannot even tell you how many homes I've been in in my career and have seen sellers do this while they're selling their homes. And I'm going to give you a little secret of what happens when I'm selling them. I take them in the home and the home is dark and they want to turn around and they want to walk right out or they're not interested in the home. And I'll go, hang on, hang on, just one second. And I'll walk over to the window and I will take the window treatment and I will open the window treatment and I cannot tell you how many homes in my career I have sold by doing just that. And had I not done that, they would not have bought the home. And here's why. It's because it changes the vibe. It doesn't feel happy and positive and energetic. And when people are in their homes, they want to feel positive feelings. They want to feel great energy. And It might be there and you might just be blocking it with your window treatments. So a simple fix for tip number two is just simply to remove dark or heavy window treatments. Tip number three is to choose bright white blinds always. In a productive space, we want to reflect that light, not repel the light. Remember, I just said in tip number two, when we, you know, put put window treatments and block that light out, you know, we're really repelling that light. We're telling it to go away. We don't want to do that. And a simple way to do that is to choose when you're choosing blinds for your home, choose bright white blinds. Do not choose ivory blinds. I'm not sure why ivory blinds exist, but I'm going to tell you something right now. As somebody that's been in the home industry for the last 10, almost 11 years, there is not an ivory blind that I have ever seen that does not look like it's coated in an inch of dust. It just does. Blinds do get dust and ivory, you know, really cream, you know, deep ivory colors look dirty. When it's on, when we're talking about lighting, and they suck in the light, they, you know, they. If it's sucking it in, it's repelling it. It's not. It's absorbing that light. It's not reflecting it. Okay. Now, bright white does do that. So I'm gonna also give you a little quick tip for um, a quick diversion, but an excellent. Um, tip for those of you who are painting your homes right now or choosing colors or are going to be doing this soon. When you're painting the trim, first of all, do paint the trim. Don't you dare neglect the trim in your home and paint a color because you're not doing the color any justice if you're not putting fresh trim on it. Pick bright white trim. It will change the color on your wall. It will change the vibe in your home and it will reflect light to give you more bright, positive feeling. So super quick, simple tip for tip number three, choose bright white blinds always. 
Tip number four is don't just rely on natural light. You want to make sure that every light source is replaced with quality bulbs. And let me define quality for you. It ain't fluorescent lights. Now, if you're in an office space, you know, studies have shown that that blue light that they have in office spaces can cause, you know, um, energy. It can increase productivity in office spaces. That is not a home space because think about it. In an office space, you're really typically not going to get a ton of windows to be able to do anything with anyway. So you need to, you know, really create um, the brightest, you know, environment that you can to really enhance productivity in your, you know, in your workers or in your work environment. But it's not the same thing in a home. And I see this all the time with everybody that wants to be energy efficient. Get some solar panels, y'all. First of all, I have no, I have no um, electric bill. It's, it's amazing. So I do recommend getting some solar panels. Also, I recommend not buying them for real estate purposes. Talk to me about that. Definitely rent them. Do not ever buy them. But whatever the case is, you, you know, we can have a, that's a different conversation for a different day. But if you're interested in talking about that, reach out to me because I've got a lot of opinions and experience with that. Nevertheless, those energy-saving bulbs are not all created equally. They have different kinds of lighting. And now when you are choosing bulbs, be careful to not choose blue lighting for your home. Just don't do it. I want you to think specifically about the tones that are in sunlight. What colors do we see? We see orange. We see yellow. We don't see, you know, we're not looking for amber. I don't want you to think about an Edison bulb or something like that, but I do want you to think about lighting that has warmer tones versus cooler tones. My husband loves to get an energy bulb and I will tell you what, I am the bane of his existence. Lighting is the bane of his existence and me because every light bulb that he brings home, I almost make him return every single one. I don't know. He's not learned yet in 11 years of marriage, um, but it's okay because, you know, I'm extra and, and he chose me. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, um, you know, I, I frequently tell, send him back to the store to get great lighting and the lighting that I want. And simply because that one small little purchase changes the entire energy of my whole space. So I can tell you right now, I've got super high ceilings and in Though, and there are re- recessed uh, lighting in my living room when they're very difficult to, to change. When my husband changed them, he changed them to some kind of a white light that like when I turn my dimmers on, it just, you know, it goes from like not on to on and I have dimmer switches, you know, those kind of lighting that I'm talking about, that kind of lighting that I'm talking about. It's not like it like dims and like lets me lift up the lighting. It's just fluorescent. It's like, psh, and it kills my vibe every single day. It's super white. It's not, it doesn't give me any kind of a, you know, warm glow at all. So at night when I'm trying to bring it down and I want to kind of mimic a sunset, it doesn't give me that. I know I'm extra. I know those of you who are listening to me are like, oh my gosh, I could never deal with you and neither could my husband or whatever. (laughs) But like, consider yourselves lucky friends. However, that being said, this is so powerful in the energy that you set in your home. So again, you want to, for tip number four, not just rely on that natural light, but make sure that you're replacing every single bulb in your house and make sure you're replacing it with, uh, bulbs that, you know, really, um, reflect the, or not reflect, what am I looking for? That really, um, 
kind of give off the same tones as sunlight and turn them on. Turn them on. For those of you like me who grew up with the parents that were like, turn the lights off, you know, because we didn't have solar panels back then. And my parents like electric bill was $600 and things like that. It's like, okay, gone are the days. Most of us have solar panels and we've got these energy saving bulbs. Would you turn the lights on? If I told you that it affected the productivity and performance of your student, would you turn them on? Please, for the love of humanity, turn them on. And if they're in their bedrooms, like my kids sometimes will sit in their bedrooms with their lights off and the fan on, go in there and flip the light on and open the windows and get some energy up in that space. Tip number five is my favorite tip. I wouldn't say it's the most critical tip. Tip number one is definitely the most important and easiest, but this one's my favorite because it makes you look like a designer. It makes you look like you've got so much talent but you don't have to have any talent. It's the best. It's just layering lighting. Now, here's what I mean by layering lighting. When you turn on a light in your room, let's say it's a playroom, right? In my playroom, I've got recessed lighting, but you might have a ceiling fan with a light in it, or you might have a fixture that has a light in it or whatever the case is. Turn those on. That's going to, you know, create the ba- the foundation and the basis for your lighting. But on top of that, you want to go ahead and layer that with more lighting. So for instance, you know, using lamps, a desk lamp that might light up the space on the desk. Now, you don't want to just operate by using that lamp, right? Doing, you know, we're not in George Washington times. We don't need to work by, you know, candlelight or the the the, the gas light or whatever. We want to add that to it just simply to really create a positive mood in that space. You can also use um, window, um, sorry, wall sconces. <clears throat> Pardon me. You can also use um, uh, stand-up lamps. Any kind of additional lighting, uh, even honestly, even string lights, if there's a place in your um in your home that like maybe a, a, a strand of string lights might really, you know, set the vibe. Who cares? You can have fun with it. This is the fun tip. All the other stuff are really kind of basic, you know, easy things that you can do. This is where you really uh, set the tone and change the space around you. So again, just experiment with it. Take some different lighting and put it within the space. Turn on those overhead lights and then put, the, you know, smaller lights into the space. Move them around a little bit and see what works best for you. Light has an enormous effect on our physical and mental well-being. And it also has a huge effect on our productivity and our performance. As a student, as, you know, a, a working person, especially if you are working from home. These are tips that are great for your students and these are also tips that are great for those of you who are working from home. 
you can make an impact on your child's learning by implementing these easy tips. It's not very difficult. And in fact, I actually have two more tips to share with you as well. They can be found in my blog. So if you have not read the Rockstar blog this week, I would encourage you to go on over to rockstarjerseyshore.com forward slash blog and go ahead and check out our blog this week. I outlined three ways to create a productive learning space in your home. So I really hope that you will go ahead and check that out. And I know that you will get a lot from it. Hey, thanks so much for joining in today. If you found today's episode to be helpful, I'd like to ask you to consider subscribing. I will be bringing you valuable insight, tips, and inspiration on life, home, parenting, work, and everything in between. So until next episode, Rockstar Community, I am sending you peace, love, and good vibes from my home to yours.